This is X.A. Anderson. Welcome again to the Principal Podcast today. Today, I am excited that we have Yuri Doroshuk with us. And Yuri, you know, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. Yuri is, he knows from experience how to lose weight and keep it off as a busy parent. And I got to tell you, this is something that I've struggled with. I still struggle with a little bit. I think that's something that is so important as a parent to have health. And Yuri is an expert on this. He knows how to help. And I'm so grateful to have you here, Yuri. Thank you for being on the show with us. X, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor. I can't wait to get started and dive into this topic with you. Yeah, so tell, tell us a little bit about you. I mean, tell us about your story. Tell us a little bit about background about yourself. Yeah, so back in 20, uh, 2005, I became an in-person personal trainer. And I did that for several years. And at the time I was living in California, then I just felt called to attend a Bible college and just pursue ministry. And so I moved to Dallas in 2008 to the Bible college. Then I transferred to a Christian university and then I felt called to seminary. So I ended up going to a seminary here in Dallas. And so I genuinely thought genuinely thought I would start a church, plan a church. And so during that period, life happened. We had three <laughs> kids, four kids on the way, and I had the most amazing dad bod. I was focusing, you know, on, on school and work and just kind of let life happen. And over the years, I just put on an extra 65 pounds with every pregnancy being a great dad that I am, I gained an extra 10, 15 pounds, you know, just to support my wife during the, the <laughs> nine months of, uh, of pregnancy. And that's what happened. But I never lost it after that. And so in 2018, I get on an airplane and I buckle the seatbelt and I just feel so much pressure on my midsection. It was uncomfortable. So I had to unbutton my belt unbutton my button just so I could breathe. And it was in that moment, X, that I was like, man, like this isn't working. I'm down to the, you know, last 10% of my clothes because the other 90%, that's kind of my optimistic wardrobe of one day I'll fit into it. And so I was at the breaking point of, do I need to buy bigger clothes? I'm already at the largest I've ever been. And so it was in that moment that I was like, you know, something has to change. I need to lose weight. But I was hesitant, if, if I could be honest here, because I've had short stints of losing 10, 15, 20 pounds, getting a few compliments, getting comfortable. Then two years later, back to square one. And so there's this kind of this yo-yo effect, right? And so I was hesitant. I was like, well, what's going to be different this time? Am I going to just lose 20 pounds, get, get a thinner face, flatter stomach, and then gain everything back? So I knew I, I needed a different approach. I needed a different strategy. So this time around, I thought to myself, instead of just asking, how can I lose weight? I asked the question, Yuri, how can I lose weight in such a way that if I lost all my weight and got to my goal, there would be nothing else to go back to because the way I lost weight was realistic, sustainable, and enjoyable. So if I couldn't do it for the rest of my life, 
there would be no point because I would lose it and then gain it all back. And for me, that's not working. That's not an effective strategy. And so I embarked in 2018 to lose 65 pounds. And at that time, I was actually traveling 48 out of 52 weeks. I was in a different city each week. I lived in a hotel room half the week. So I didn't have access to my own kitchen, home cooked meals. I had to eat out a lot. And I was able to that lose can be challenging. That. that can be challenging, can it? Especially the airports, right? Um, <laughs> so, so I lost it. And out of that X, kind of, re I, I rekindled my passion for health and fitness. And then people started coming up to me and I said, how'd you do it? Show me. So I was just kind of unofficially coaching people. And then in 2019, I launched my online weight loss coaching business. And so I've been doing that full time since helping busy moms and dads lose weight in a realistic, sustainable and enjoyable way. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Wow, I love that. I, you know, I, I noticed here you, you say that the key to great parenting, the key to great marriage is your health. Why do you say that? Because how I look and how I feel has a meta effect on everything. Right, like how I look when I take off my shirt, the energy that I have or don't have, all of that does affect how I show up to relationships, uh, to my career at work, in my marriage. It, it, it's just it's just the first domino that ends. Like if you make that, if you cause it to fall, it's amazing how every other area improves. So you may not need a parenting book if you want to become a better parent it might just mean you gotta sweat a little bit go to the gym pick up the dumbbell <laughs> right. fuel your body with something that's good for us so you could feel good about yourself instead of bloated and and tired and because it's just had a bunch of alfredo pasta right for breakfast uh and so i've just i've just lived it's, it's almost like a pragmatic thing i don't have like research per se but i do know that when people improve their health and fitness, the feedback I get is, man, everything else just got better. So it's like this two-pronged approach, even though you, you know, you feel better about yourself, which probably makes the way you treat and act others, including, especially in your family at a higher, better level, because you're feeling better. And let's be honest, our kids all, they're, they're full of energy. If we're, if we're lagging around because we're not feeling great and our health's there and we can't really move. How are we going to keep up with our kids and be really engaged, active, energetic parents when we're not doing that? Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? Exactly. It's the whole, you know, on the airplane, when, when the oxygen mask falls, put it on yourself first before <laughs> helping someone else. Uh, it's right. same principle here. And as far, you mentioned interacting with kids and stuff, like when I go to the park, I'm 36 years old, but when I go to the park, I'm not the dad that's sitting there in the shade on the you know bench because I'm exhausted. I, I can't really walk around. I'm tired. I'm on my phone. I'm actually running around with them. And I've seen probably 30 love year old. <laughs> they love it. And, and honestly, probably from a distance, people think I'm some kind of kid, but like it, age is just the number. And so you could be 30, you could be 40, but you feel 10, 15 years older than you. 
than what you really are. So I found just by just being in a in great shape, uh, fueling your body correctly, like parenting is is just next level uh, as far as how engaging you are. Like yesterday, I was jumping on the trampoline, wrestling with my kids. When I was overweight, I wouldn't be able to do that. Maybe for like 30 seconds, it would feel like a sprint. And then, okay, dad needs to just take a break. You guys go and play and I'll watch you, but I'm really just watching my phone. Now it's different because I just feel lighter. Uh, my my cardiovascular fitness level is, is much better. And so they benefit from it. And ultimately, isn't that what life is about? Uh, being in the moment, spending time with your family, uh, and not just barely making it by, which is what I did. I remember coming home from work. It would be like five o'clock. I look at my watch and think, when's bedtime? I just got home, X. Like I, I, I haven't even seen my, my kids all day, but I'm already counting down the hours so I could have me time. But really just came down to I was out of shape, burnt out, low energy, low confidence. And so I needed to get my health in order. You know, I love, I love this message that you're sharing, Yuri. You know, you, as you were talking, something came to mind. You know, there's Stephen Covey who wrote the book, The Seven Highly, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. He talks about this, this idea of if you walk, if you see someone in the forest sawing trees and they're really in a hurry to saw trees, and you go up and you notice that their blade is kind of dull. And you say, you know what, if you took a little bit of time to sharpen your saw, you could saw a lot of trees faster. They say, I don't have time to sharpen the saw. I've got to keep sawing. I've got to keep sawing. And I think sometimes we as parents think, well, I've got all this going on. I've got to do my job and I've got my responsibilities in this way, or maybe community responsibilities or church responsibilities, or I've got some sort of something that, I've, that I'm doing that keeps me busy. I don't have time to exercise. What would you say to parents who say, I don't have time I'm too, you know, to do exercise? First thing I would say is I feel you. From where you're sitting, you don't have time. You have probably a long list of things, chores you need to do, especially if you're, if you're, if you're that mom, you're never completing everything that you need to do in a single day. It just rolls over to the next. So I see you, I hear you, and it's a valid point. I'll also say that you probably don't need as much time as you think you need in order to get in great shape. A lot of times we think we need to spend hours at the gym. A lot of times people think I need to eat in ways that my family can't eat. So my family's eating normal food, right? Quote unquote, normal food. While as a parent, I'm eating salads and, and vegetables all day, right? And, and so the parent thinks, well, now I have to create two different meals for the family, more work. That's not attractive. Nobody has time for that. Oh, now I need to leave my family and go to the gym and spend an hour, five days a week. That's an extra five hours. Don't have time for that. So I would say as far as the time issue, it requires less time than you probably think in order to get in great shape. So how would you do it? How can parents lose weight if they're too tired and too busy? Great. So the first thing, the first thing you need to do is not focus on just the outcome. 
my goal of losing 20 pounds. Actually, just focus on the process of what type of parent you want to become. Like, who do you want to become? And so for me, it was, hey, I want to be a person that regardless how how busy my week is or what is going on, I'm getting three workouts a week, 30 minutes. That's it. So if I'm on vacation, I'm getting three workouts in. If I'm at home, three workouts in. So I began to focus on the type of person I wanted to become. Hey, I'm the type of person that doesn't eat pizza two days in a row. That's, by the way, my favorite food. I'm the type of person that doesn't eat two meals back to back that aren't prepared by me. So for example, I might have breakfast at home and dinner at home. Lunch, I'll eat out. But I'm not going to have lunch and dinner out. So I created just principles for myself on what type of person do I want to become? And so creating those habits is essential. And so instead of focusing on, okay, I don't know what to do at the gym. Uh, How do I properly work out? Just turn on YouTube. Search at-home workout, body only 20 minutes. You'll get something and just do it in your living room and let your kids watch you and do it with you. Do it with (laughs) you. Yeah, they'll get between your legs and uh, you'll trip over them, whatever. Do whatever you're going to do, the stretches. 100%. 100%. 100%. And so get in the habit of showing up for yourself and being consistent. Later on, as the car, so to speak, is moving, it's easier to accelerate it by asking the question, well, how can I optimize my workouts? How can I improve my workouts? How can I have them be more effective for me? Once you have that going for you, then you might look at nutrition and ask, okay, how can I get 1% better? How can I improve my nutrition, uh, how I you know, feed my body? And just start making incremental changes by creating those habits. And over time, you're going to have a lot of momentum. You're going to be moving on into the right direction, which what I call trajectory. And that right there, I tell my clients this all the time. I don't care what your weigh-in was this week from last week. Are you on the right trajectory? If the answer is yes, fast forward five years. Does it really matter? If it took you six months to reach your goal or a year and a half at that point, it probably doesn't. And so instead of trying to fight time and and, and trying to go against how can I lose weight as fast as possible, as easy as possible, just ask the question of how can I improve myself? How can I get on the right trajectory? Because the right trajectory means over time, you will become a better version. So 20, 30-minute workouts three times a week in your own living room is sufficient. And then the nutrition piece, right? Do what you know. Don't try to get things perfect. And I will say this, depending on your goal, it will determine how you eat. And here's here's a common mistake I see people make. They think healthy eating is synonymous with weight loss. It is not. You can eat extremely healthy and be extremely overweight. It's crazy. You could eat too much healthy and gain weight. 
So those two are not synonymous. So if your goal is to lose weight, you need to eat in a calorie deficit. And just a quick way of figuring that out, take the, the goal weight that you want to be at times 12 and have that as your starting point. So if you want to weigh 200 pounds, times that by 12, that's how many calories you should eat in a single day. And so do that consistently, you will lose weight. At this point, I'm not asking myself, well, should I eat this? What are the ingredients? Uh, I heard this is bad for you. And that's all irrelevant at this stage. At the, at the initial stage, you just want to eat in a calorie deficit. That's it. And over time, you could start making swaps. You know what? Brown rice is more healthier than white rice. I may do that 50% of the time now. That's a year, two, four years later. But people try to do that day one. They try to start working out five days a week, day one. They want to do this crazy 180 degree nutrition overhaul day one, right? And it's like, no wonder people are like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to start. Maybe I'm going to wait till January because of what they perceive they need to do in order to reach their goal. And I'm here to say, don't complicate it. I simplify it. Start small, create habits imperfect action, right? And over time, you could refine it. And that's it. Just have to take little steps, like doing 20 minutes of workout or, or a 15 minute stretch, and we'll do a jog. Somewhere. But it doesn't have to be this huge program, change my lifestyle. Let's eat a little healthier. Let's maybe we decide not to eat after 7pm because we know you know, or whatever it is, just, but, but something small and incremental as we go is what you're saying. You mentioned something else. You said, you, so is it possible to lose weight without cooking separate meals for yourself and your family? That's how I did it. I lost 65 pounds. And you know, I discovered something when my kids wanted to eat off of my plate, the plate that I was helping me lose weight, I knew I was onto something. When my kids started coming up to me and they're like, I want some of that. Can I have a bite? I don't, I'm a dad. And I'm a guy and I don't like sharing my food with my wife or my kids. Like, get your own. <laughs> but no, all yeah. jokes aside, they liked my food because I, I, I practiced a principle of restraint over restriction. And what that is, and this is something I teach my clients, is instead of saying, I can't have that because it's bad. I say things like, I had pizza last night. So for tomorrow, for today's lunch, I'm going to skip the leftovers. That's practicing restraint. Hey, I had dessert last night. I'm going to skip it today. That's practicing restraint. So I'm just intentional with what I eat. I follow the 80-20 rule. But I don't do this just crazy 180 degree and I'm eating salads and, and vegetables and my kids are eating normal food. I eat carbs, rice, pasta, potatoes. That's fair game. I'm not a vegetarian, so I do eat meat. So steak, salmon, uh, white fish, chicken, ground beef, 
I take my own ground beef. I make a homemade burger. I, I eat it all. I eat normal food. And people will look at me and say, how do you lose weight by eating this type of food? So you just eat normal food. So how do you lose weight without dieting? How do you do that? So I call it flexible dieting. It's not original to me, but the idea of flexible dieting is eating whatever you want, but eating under a certain calorie, right? And so, do you so like, use an app to track the calories, or how are you track? How are yeah, you- I use My Fitness Pal. My oh, Fitness great. Pal. It's free. It's easy. You could just log foods in there. It's like a digital a diary food journal, if you will. It, it, it is easy. But, I've, seen, I've used it myself now. And it's very, it's very, yeah, good. it's great. And so the key is in how you prepare your foods. And so we're told, okay, marketing, right? Avocados, are they good for you or bad for you? I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, what are we that, told? That we're told they're good for you. Yes. And you're right. They are good for you. But here's the thing. They're extremely dense, high in calories. So if I'm eating a lot of avocado, I'm going to go over my calorie limit. Nuts. We are told they're good for you. Extremely dense. Extremely dense. It takes a little bit, a small handful for it to be half a meal worth of calories. Most people, they'll have a handful of nuts thinking they're eating healthy. And they don't think that it's a food because it's a small handful. Yet calorie-wise, it's it's a half a meal. But they don't even register that as eating. Oils is a big one. Olive oil, avocado oil, marketed as healthy. Yes, it is, they, those are healthy fats. But if my goal is weight loss, one tablespoon of olive oil is 130 calories. So if you, for example, if you make two eggs, that's 140 calories. It's about 70 calories an egg. So 140 calories. If you add one to two tablespoons of oil, because you don't want your eggs to stick on the pan, you've more than doubled your calories with oil, not with, with food, not with egg. And so what I do is I'll have two eggs, but I use a nonstick spray. And so I truly have 140 calories. I could have five eggs. If my math is right. It's about 350 calories, five eggs. You can have two eggs with two tablespoons of oil and you'll be eating more calories than me. And, but then you're thinking, I don't understand. I'm not losing weight. Yuri eats twice as many eggs as I eat. I'm not losing weight and he is because it's not the volume of food. It's the density and the things that make foods more dense are things like oils, butter, sauces, dressings. And I'm just saying, take those out, substitute them for lower calorie dressings, use nonstick spray, and you could have carbs you could have meats, you could have normal food, you could have tacos and significantly drop your calories. You go to the restaurant, the chef doesn't care about your calories. He just wants you to take a bite into it and say, man, this place is great. But as you take that bite into the taco, you, you, you notice the grease falling onto your tray. Yeah, it's all oil. They've, they've doubled your calories. 
by unseen things like oils and things like that. So that, that's how you eat regular food and by drastically reducing your calories. Really, really interesting. So also, you know, so you can, you can fill your stomach with things that are healthy, like, and you can even get, I've noticed, you know, it's really interesting. I've noticed if I eat healthy, I start to like that food more, you know? So I, I remember I, there was a time in my life where I didn't like oranges and I started buying more oranges and I started eating my thought. And I got to the point where I was like, man, I really crave a good orange right now, you know? And an orange, you know, it has some sugar in it, but it also has some fiber and things and good things. But if I wanted to say, go to the store and fill my, my belly with something that was filled with this oil or grease or butter or whatever it is, a lot of this stuff comes in kind of from the factory rather than just going to the fridge and picking out some vegetables or salad or fruit or something. Um, you can still get full on things that are less dense is what you're saying. So just choose to put things that are less calorically dense. Is that right? Exactly right. And I have clients that tell me, Yuri, I can't eat all the food you're telling me to eat. So the idea that weight loss needs to be miserable, that I need to feel hungry all day, and that I just need to go to bed early because if I don't, I'm starving, I'm going to eat more. So I'm going to go to bed like that is not the way it needs to be. And just to use like an analogy, let's say I gave you 10 bucks. Eat till you're full, just eat less calorically. Is that what you're saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, when you, when you take the density out of food, you could eat more volume. So I could eat more pasta plain than if you put Alfredo sauce. Okay. I could eat more rice with salt and pepper than if you add tons of butter. Right. So those are the things that make the carb extremely high in calories. So by removing those things, we make them less dense. So, for example, let's say I give you 10 bucks as a budget for you. And and let's use the 10 bucks also as a calorie budget. I'd say that's all you have to spend. Go spend it any way you want. You can go to Disneyland and buy one bottle of water for that 10 bucks and call it a day. Sure. Or you could go across the street to a local gas station and buy a bottled water and still have $8 left. So it's how you choose to spend your calories. You can lose weight just by eating Twinkies. So as long as you hit that budget, you could lose weight by eating pizza. It's going to eat up a lot of your budget though. So come 3, 4 p.m., you might not have anything left. And so you may feel hungry. But if you do it right by making your food less dense by removing the oils, removing the sauces, you will be amazed that come dinner time, you still have 400 calories. And then you say, you know what? I can have some ice cream and still be under my calories. Go for it. And I tell people this all the time. What's more important to you? Two tablespoons of olive oil or half a pint of ice cream? Everyone says ice cream. I'm like, then do that. Skip the oil. <laughs> skip the have oil and have, have ice cream. They're, I could do that. I, I thought ice cream makes you gain weight. Not if you're in a calorie deficit, it doesn't. And people are shocked and amazed. And that's how it works. 
So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say from starting at the beginning here, if I'm a parent and I'm, I, I, I want to have more energy for my marriage, I want to feel better about myself for my spouse, for my children, be able to have more energy to, to spend more time with my children. It's as easy as number one, first of all, not having to think you have to do some amazingly complex, weird, off the charts, weird diet just decide you're going to make an incremental change and start doing it. Just a little, I'm going to get 20 minutes. I'm going to make it a priority. And I might have my kids do jumping jacks with me to the YouTube video for 20 minutes or something. Right. And then maybe I could download something like my fitness pal. If I want to get to 200 pounds, we'll say I'm more than that. 200 pounds times 12 is 2,400 calories. And when I, I, I log what I'm doing, trying to eat less calorically thing, and then just stay in that budget. And you, as you just eat something, make sure you keep track of what it is. And if you, whatever your ideal weight is times 12, it's that easy, right? Yep. Uh, in a nutshell, that's how it is. The mindset, and this is huge. I would say mindset is a mindset is the number one overlooked aspect in a weight loss journey. And so initially when someone starts, the temptation is to say, is this even working? Like I've been doing X for one and a half days. I haven't lost 10 pounds. Is it really working? Right. And so what we end up doing is eventually just quitting. The mindset needs to be, even if it quote unquote never works, I'm going to show up and work out because I know the health benefits. That's it. Even if I'm not losing weight, I'm going to make better food choices. If you have that mindset, I promise you, the outcome goal of however many pounds you want to lose will follow. But focus on who you're becoming over some number on a scale. I had one client who was so fixated on the number on the scale. And in seven weeks, she on the scale only lost three pounds, right? So a person would think this is horrible. This, wow, like why commit to something like this and only lose three pounds? And I told her, I was like, hey, here's what's happening to your body. Stay the course. Week eight, she tries on some clothes. She literally writes, Yuri, I went from size eight to size four with only a three, four pound difference on the scale. Wow. So she lost tons of fat but put on muscle because she was new to working out. The scale had no way of like knowing what was happening, but just gave her the difference. And a normal person would have said, this isn't working. What's the point? Hmm. But she had a coach in her corner that was like, I've seen that. Here's what's happening. Stay the course. Keep moving forward. She, she was coachable. She did it. Turns out I was right. Right. And that's so, so interesting. Mindset huge in the journey. So you're focusing on, I want to have, I want to be an athletic dad. I want to be somebody who has energy and, and, and feels good, but I'm not focused on, did I get to exactly this weight number? Great, yep. great, great but mind, a, great mindset tip. Yeah. I got a few more uh, mindset yeah. uh, shifts that need to happen. If you want me to uh, throw, throw them out. Please share them. Here's another. Your best meal comes after your worst meal. What does that mean? I don't care what you ate for breakfast. If you deem it bad, if you deem it, oh, I messed up, 
your next meal is going to be your best meal. Make it the right meal. Not Monday. Not, oh, I'm going to start over tomorrow. My next meal. And when you begin to make the next meal your best meal, then you're going to have massive momentum. Let's say you had a horrible week. Same principle. Your best week comes after your worst week. I don't care what happened last week. This is the day. This is the week. Make it your best. And the quicker we're able to rebound and move forward, the more momentum and more results we will have. But what ends up happening is someone when someone will start their journey in January, by February fall off, and then it's summertime. And then they're like, okay, maybe I need to start again next January. And so no, your next meal is your best meal. Because if we have on average 21 meals a week, 21 meals a week, let's say it's a Friday uh, morning. I still have Saturday, Sunday, and two meals Friday. I still have about eight meals. Do you see what kind of damage I could do to my uh, momentum? If on Friday morning, I feel like I messed up and then I tell myself, okay, Sunday, I'm, a Monday, I'm starting over. I'm just throwing six, seven meals out the window saying, who cares? I'm going to start over Monday, but that's going to take all the progress away that I created that week. So your best meal comes after your worst meal. The next one is not every day has. Just do it today. Sorry to cut you off there. I was saying, yeah, you're right. Just do do your best today. It's that principle of take no thought for tomorrow. Just do as best as you can today. There's enough to worry about today, right? Which is, so I had a bad meal this yesterday or this morning. This next meal is going to be my best one. I love that. Exactly. Another one is not every day has to be perfect. For me, I I have my philosophy is this, C's get degrees. If a program, if a coaching program, if whatever plan you're on requires you to be completely perfect in order to see results, it's just not sustainable. It's actually overwhelming. And so I built my program where it's C's get degrees. Just give me a C average. You're going to get momentum and you're going to see results. But if I tell you, you got to be absolutely perfect. Oh, you're going to a birthday party or a wedding. Nope. You can't eat the food there. Make sure you pack a, you know, uh, dinner with you and take it to the wedding. If you're really serious and committed to no, 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 no. Like C's get degrees. If you're consistently <laughs> hitting a 75%, 80%. You're going to see great results. So that just, that just takes the, like the, the stress and the pressure off of someone. So I would say to you, listener, find a program, find a coach that will like create some flexibility where it's not rigid and, and foods aren't labeled as good and bad. And cause that creates guilt, shame when you eat a donut or a slice of pizza, but like, look, that stuff's okay. If we eat it in moderation, like life is meant to be enjoyed. So you know, not every day has to be perfect. Love that. How do you I, lose? And I, this is a question. I think you said within, how long was it that you lost all the weight that you lost? You lost it. How, how, what was the time? Frame within a year, within a year. So how did you do that? You've already given us a little, a little bit of what you did. 
while successfully managing your household? Like what would, and, and maybe you've already touched on this, but maybe was there anything else that you did to lose all the weight? You, you, I think 65 pounds, you said. And again, we're not fixated yep. on the number, but you did. How did you do that in a year sure. while still just being a, being yep. a bad husband, doing what you need to do? That's right. That's right. And so I knew that as a dad, I didn't want to take away more time than I already had to with work. And so I didn't want to add just another thing that I would do that would keep me away from my family. So I asked myself, how can I incorporate my family on my journey? And so with my meals, I was like, hey, I'm going to eat the same meals as my kids, but I will make small tweaks to them. So if I'm making pasta, I won't put butter in my portion. But kids, you guys want butter? You want Alfredo sauce? I'll give it to you. And so I, it didn't require more effort on my part. I just took took a bowl of pasta for myself before adding the Alfredo sauce or butter for them. So the cooking, I didn't change anything as far as the types of foods we ate. We ate the same meals with little tweaks from myself. And most of the time, they don't even know the difference. Right now, my kids don't eat pasta or rice with butter. They don't even know because it's an acquired taste. Just like coffee, the first time we try coffee, it's nasty. Let's be real. Unless it's like a frappuccino with a bunch of, you know, sweeteners. Plain coffee is not that good the first time you try it. You drink it long enough, you acquire the taste, you like it. It's the same thing with food. And so that's what I did with my nutrition. With exercise, I made sure that my gym had a kids club. There had to be childcare. That was non-negotiable because I didn't want to go to the gym that didn't have that because then I would have to leave my kids with my wife in order to go work out. So here's what I did. I got a gym that had a kids club. And so I told my wife, hey, babe, I'm going to the gym and I'm taking all the kids. Are you good with that? What do you think she told me? <laughs> yeah. Take them and take right. your time, right? Right, it, it, right. Right. And so I, and so I'm driving to the gym with them. I'm engaging and talking with them. We come into the gym. I check them in. They're peeking through the window at times, looking at me working out. I see them. I'll come up to the window. I'll knock on the window, get their attention. I'll wave at them. It's this whole experience. They're there. I'm there. My wife get some downtime because she was with them all day. It's a win-win-win all around. So my workouts didn't just add stress to the family dynamic. It actually relieved stress. And now my daughter, who's 10, she works out with me once a week. So she started like in kids club at, at five years old. Now she, uh, I, we're working out once a week together. And so and you start, she's, and you started this health and fitness culture in your home by being an example of someone who takes care of themselves by going to the gym. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so that's how I did it uh, with with the gym piece. And those are the two pillars: nutrition and exercise. And I incorporated my family in both, and it never felt like I was adding stress or a burden to my wife or neglecting my kids because they came on the journey with me. And during COVID, we went on long walks. Uh, during that time period, we 
we did home workouts more than uh, I typically do. And it was great. So that's the key. And in, in every family, how can you incorporate your family with you? And so for someone that, let's say, goes to the gym and packs a duffel bag of clothes and, and goes straight to the, uh, uh, from work, goes straight to the gym and your family's neglected for another hour and a half, you may just ask the question, is that really the best thing for you? Or maybe you should go home. It's inconvenient, I know, but you pick up your kids and then go to a gym that has kids club. And that way there's no stress. A spouse can have some downtime. You take the kids with you and, and that's how you do it. You got to incorporate your uh, family and create it a culture of health and fitness in the home. That is key. Great, great ideas here. I'm sure we could go much longer. Thank you so much for this. Let me ask you a question, Yuri. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm very active on Instagram. And so my uh, handle is Coach Yuri. That's Y U R I, Coach Yuri underscore. So I'm active there. I just started a YouTube channel, same thing, Coach Yuri. You could find me there. I'm actually doing a 12-week uh, mini like cut. I want to lose about 10, 12 pounds for the marathon that I'm training for. So I'm documenting that entire journey. So if someone's considering to, you know, considering uh, you know, weight loss, they want to get on this journey. I'll be documenting what I'm doing. You can learn from that and implement it for your for your journey. Um, but that's basically the two places where you could find me. And, you know, I'll offer this actually to your listeners. Uh, if they find me on Instagram and just shoot me a DM okay, with, a, with this podcast name, I'll send you a resource. And I I'm telling you, if you take action on this resource, you will put me out of business. If you take action and do what I have in this resource, you will lose all of your weight and create a new lifestyle for yourself. I'll give it to you absolutely free. So find me on Instagram, okay? Send me, you know, principal podcast in the DM. I'll send you that resource for free. Take action and create a new lifestyle for yourself. Wonderful. Hey, thank you, Yuri, so much for offering it to our listeners. Thank you for being on the show. We'll conclude that Instagram handle in the show notes if, you, if you're driving and you can't get it right now. Uh, but Yuri, thanks again for being here. Is there any last one tip you would leave for, for parents and, and spouses on our show today? It's all about trajectory. Put yourself on the right trajectory. And over time, you'll get to your destination. Don't try to figure it out and do everything at once, one step at a time. And be happy with getting a C, just a little step. And if you get a C, you don't have to have an A plus today. Just a C is good. But keep moving in the right direction, the trajectory. Keep that right, right? 100%. Yes. You are listening. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, Yuri. Thanks for being on the show. And thanks, thanks for, for listening me. in today for the Principal Podcast. Yuri Doroshuk, again, thank you for being with us. Thanks. Thanks.